Hello and welcome to the first Sports Tech Australia podcast. I'm Matt Rowley, the founder of Sports Tech Australia. There are three speakers in this podcast. The first is Zach Zavos, founding MD of Conversant Media, which includes The Raw. Then there's Steve Beeling, founder, CEO of startup You Commentate. Steve starts at around 18 minutes on the podcast. Finally, there's Stuart McGill, ex-Australian cricketer and Google Plus sensation with The Cricket Club. Stu starts at around 40 minutes. The speakers were recorded in a cafe at our inaugural meetup in June 2013. I apologise for the sound quality, it's the best we could do. To learn more about the Sports Tech Australia, go to sports-tech.com.au or follow me on Twitter at Matt Rowley. That's M-A-T-T-R-O-W-L-E-Y. Thanks for listening. So basically, I, I set up the RAW. Um, the, the background is that my background is in IT consulting. 2005, my brother, who's an editor, a content guy, um, and I decided to collaborate on something. We put together a website for Lossity Minor, which was just a sort of eclectic mix of interesting stuff we came across. Um, and that kind of grew as a newsletter. And then um, 2007, our father's a, a rugby writer, Spiro Zavos. So we just wanted a blog for him. And it was literally just a blog. Um, and then amazingly, some guys, Andrew Logan was one of the early guys, who, who s- s- sent a couple of articles to us. And we thought, gee, this is good stuff. And so we, we sort of found a way to put it on the site. And um, it, that kind of evolved to the point where, to, you know, end of 2007, we, we had a lot of audience. We did a little stealth marketing thing where Spiro, at the bottom of his um, columns on, on the Sumon Herald, would write Spiro at the Raw.com.au as his email address. And so people started discovering the Raw.com.au and we started getting this traffic. And um, so I, basically 2007, I, I was working all the hours of the day in the day job and then on these hobbies at nice. And I thought, well, I only live once and I set up a business. Um, at that stage, we probably had about 20,000 unique browsers. Um, we didn't know anything about monetizing. Um, uh, and my brother, who was working in New York for a, a tech company, he quit as well. So it was him and I who raised a small amount of angel investment from a guy to play cricket with, like Mike Gregg, who's still an investor. Um, and we relaunched the Raw, sort of similar to what it is now. And the, the proposition behind the Raw is um, sports opinion. Sports news is well done. We're not trying to do news. Um, but we think opinion is where there's a good opportunity. And then blending that with um, fan columnists. So the model is you get someone like Stu McGill who can say something very interesting. He's got um, you know, a name and a profile. We've got about 40 of those expert columnists who run in the left, left column. In the middle column, we've got fan writers. And we're, we're now getting 800 fan articles a month. Uh, it's enormous volume. Um, and so basically the way we view it is if you're a blogger nowadays, you're going to be blogging on the raw. And the reason why guys do that is that they get comments. So we've only a few months ago, we passed a million comments on the site. Um, we're now 1.2 million already. Um, and to put that in perspective, literally War and Peace is the longest book in the English language. It's written on the site about every three days. So you've got enormous volume of commenters. Um, we cover all the sports. We were originally quite strong in rugby, and we've you know, strategically tried to port away from rugby um, and you know get a good spread across all the sports. Basically, the site comes alive when there's something big in sport. So Melbourne Cup, we're doing um, uh, at one stage 100,000 um, visitors a minute. We, we reached um, that day alone, I think, 350,000 unique browsers. Um, as a business, we're, we're reaching 850,000 unique browsers currently. Um, uh, a fair, fair portion of those guys are leaving comments and so on. So the way we view it is the Raw is a, a male sports community, um, a, a male community generally, which happens to gravitate around sport. Um, so, so that's our business. We've also got Lost City Minor, which is a um, culture and trend site. They reach around half a million unique uh, visitors a month. Um, and that's represent- sold out of the US and UK and in Australia. So our business, we've got three sales guys down here. Um, commercially, we're, um, you know, I'd say we're going reasonably well. Um, we've got a good um, sales story around engagement. Um, the way we sell is, is very much not about MX and leaderboards and more about um, bringing brands in and activating our community in, in smart ways. Um, 
look, it's a struggle. There's, there's um, every publisher clamoring for the same dollars. You know, BBC is selling their inventory. The Guardian have launched. Everyone's clamoring for a pool of dollars that um, is growing, um, which is great, but um, it's always getting fractured by, by more and more publishers. So, you know, our, our approach has been very smart about how we sell. Um, working with big brands, you know, Samsung are, are on the site. Um, you know, we work with most of the big media um, brands and thinking of ways to activate outside of standard display. Mobile is a big area for us, so we get 40% um, of our traffic comes through a mobile device. We had um, an iPhone app, um, and we've largely deprecated that. I think that the promise of, of iPhone apps is, is not held through, and that it's more, particularly with all the different OSs and handset sizes, the most important thing is just a beautiful M site, which we work on very, very hard. Speed is a key factor for us, so our sites, you know, we put an enormous amount of energy in making them fast, um, and they're, they're by most measures very, very fast. Um, our our hand, uh, M site is, is not a, uh, you know, there's a big trend towards responsive design, we, we, we think that's wrong. Um, we, we've got a dedicated M, M view, which we actually change content around, so we use uh, InfoPlump for data, um, we'll lift live data up on the insights because that's what you want when you're in your mobile, you can't do that with responsive design. Um, uh, and then the, the big opportunity for us is, you know, our, our, our business is, is now very focused on a, a path towards a million unique browsers. Um, uh, we, we know how to get there, it's, it's basically, you know, quite simple now, it's just really great content, not, not good but great at scale, so we do 20, 30, 40, 50 posts a day and we just know the more we do, the better. And it's not just scale, but it's when we, we publish stuff, so we're, we're all over live live coverage, um, we're all over the, the, the big events. We had probably you know, 10, 12 pieces on the, the cricket announcement yesterday, and, and a fair few of those, interestingly enough, came from our audience, and that's where the power is. We've got literally thousands of writers who um, are ready to write pieces when the big events um, happen. And we can't really defend opinion. Um, you know, anyone can go launch an opinion site in Australia. Anyone can pay our columnists more, more than what we pay. That said, uh, you know, um, we pay our, you know, five figures a month on, on our columnist fees. Um, we, we pay our writers. Um, we haven't, we don't pay them as much as we'd like to, but, but we've got a business focus to, um, to drag costs as our revenue continues to grow. Um, but we can't defend opinion. Um, what does that mean? Can't defend opinion. So, you know, um, Fairfax could decide to launch tomorrow a sports opinion website, right? Um, they could, they could pay, you know, a lot more than what we could pay our writers. So we can't defend that. What we, although we, I think we do it very well, what we can defend and what, um, uh, I don't think is easily replicated was our fan writers, you know, 800 fan articles. We did a graph recently and it's just a constant art. Um, so that's our unique proposition. Um, and it's a very hard thing to replicate because Fans only submit to the rule because they know, one, the piece is going to get live very quickly, which is, which is a lot of work, and two, other fans will comment and debate and engage, as opposed to having a, a blogspot account where you send out, you, you whack it to your friends and no one responds. Whereas if you write a piece in the raw, it's not unusually 100 or 200 very informed and articulate responses. So that's our unique proposition. Um, and you know, to that end, we're official fan providers for Rugby Australia, for Cricket Australia, the All Blacks, and, and so on. So we're sort of entrenched elements of that. Um, I think that's pretty much uh, time-wise. Yeah, set about right, right on there. Yeah. So that, that's basically our, our story. Um, as a business, where we're going is we've got the raw, um, very focused on a million unique browsers, um, and we're, we're seeing traffic, uh, so revenue. Follow on from that. We've got Lost New Minor, which is in that cool culture trends space. Same model. We get a lot of content from audience. We've got plans for tech sites um, to come soon, and we'll continue to replicate the model we have across various attractive verticals. Not not any vertical, but attractive verticals. Um, and we represent a small business entrepreneurial publication for Inc. in Australia, um, which is our learnings in the small business space effectively. Mm -hmm.
Awesome. What uh, percentage of your traffic is Australian versus global? On the raw, it's about 95% Australian. Oh, wow. Um, and Lost City Minos is uh, around 80% international. Okay. So I'll just open it up. Any other? Anyone else got any other questions? Those relationships you've got with Cricket Australia, where you're doing, you're effectively their you know, uh, opinion leader. Are they commercial in nature, or for you it's more about being, getting presence and being part of traffic? And they, um, they're going to detail. Yeah. But all these are distribution. The structure is commercial deals, but um, the the key benefit. Um, Again, without getting specific, but the, the key benefit for us is it works two ways. Cricket Australia, Rugby Australia know they need fan engagement. It's bloody hard to do. So we've got software which edits our thing. We've got a team of editors. Literally, got about 10 editors that edit the pieces every night. Some of them are pretty poor, right? You have to really lift them up. Um, and so we do all that heavy lifting for them. They get that fan voice easily um, without needing to worry about it. Um, for us, you know, they tell their audience to submit fans to articles to us. So it sort of works fundamentally that's the benefit. You've got um, a deal with Channel 10. Yep. Um, how does that work? Yeah, that I, work? I should have mentioned that. 2010, look, the first two or three years were brutally hard. Um, you know, we just we didn't have any money, we didn't, we didn't have any audience, we didn't have any salespeople. It was, it was really, really hard going. Um, and we sort of got to a point where I had about 150,000 units and Network 10 was sort of doing stuff in sports space. And they ended up investing in the rule. Um, and so for the first time, they're a minority shareholder. Uh, first time we had some money, we had some really good people and they've kind of grown the business from there. But effectively, um, they're just a, you know, a silent shareholder really. Um, you know, we inherited some sports data from Angelo, which was helpful. Um, but other than that, you know, they just, if they can help, they will. But broadly, they go do their stuff and we do our stuff. Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, we've got point now. There's seven staff on the payroll, so we've, we've got a you know reasonably strong um, revenue in, in the business. Um, uh, it's, it's certainly easier. You get different problems now. You know, now we've got, you know, every month we've got really that payrolling. So, you know, the, the nature of online advertising is there's no recurring revenue. It's, you've got to keep pulling it out all the time. And relationships is, is your recurring revenue thing. You, the better relationships you have with agencies and so on. But it's definitely easier than it was. Um, but it's, you know, different types of problems, staff retention. Um, you know, growth, keeping the growth up, uh, all those kind of things. What, what importance have you, <laughs> in terms of like, you know, Twitter, uh, Facebook, all the, you know, Google Plus, all the yep. other platforms, how important is sharing your raw stuff with them? You know, um, is what, it not important? Well, it sounds like you are, to me, you're the sporting social platform in Australia. It's, well, this, well, I guess we, we think of it that way. Um, we've... Just use your new marketing manager. Yeah. <laughs> we, Why um, not? Get another job. <laughs> every publisher needs distribution, right? You need to find out where is your unique hook for audience, where are you going to get audience. Lost City Minor is amazingly viral. So we get enormous uh, Facebook and Twitter traffic from Lost City Minor. It's just that quirky quite viral content we get that's our number one traffic story the raw I'll be really interested in, in everyone else's experience here we can't crack social I mean we're we just can't get uh, we wrote a piece on, on a, a, the, who's going to be the first openly gay AFL player which is a great piece and that got a, that got maybe 100 Facebook likes but the average piece even Dizzy Gillespie write a good piece might get like two Facebook likes and five tweets we just we can't crack on the raw, we can't crack social, and I don't know why. If anyone can work it out, I'd love to know. Uh, Matt, do you guys get much? No, I mean, and, and it's the same question. I didn't know if it was a demographic thing. So, you know, um, North Shore guys in leather arm patches, yeah. you know, yeah. they don't, do they not use social? I don't think that's it. Um, I can only think it's something to do with the, the content and the, from the media. I'm um, having said that, um, and, and Brett's helped a lot with this with us, but. 
um, I guess we started to think about it in a slightly different way. Um, obviously, with Facebook as well, the way it started to evolve and the way that it it kind of uh, monitors its feed. Um, I guess we started to play with that a little bit more and realised you have to give away a lot to get a bit. Um, with, with Facebook, for example, um, it is. But it, yeah, it's one of our bigger traffic drivers, but what we found out is it takes a lot of work. But I know, Rich, it works for you, doesn't it? Yeah, we've got uh, nearly 40,000 uh, Facebook fans, um, well, and which is around about uh, 50% of our overall UVs. Yeah. Um, it's our biggest traffic driver. Um, my, my background's in the digital advertising business, um, but I threw out all those learnings when we did our um, stuff on Facebook. Um, and that's the point is you definitely got to throw some stuff away for free just to let, let people engage with something. And I think also, um, you know, you've got to do the simple things. Uh, ask questions, um, that mix of video, that mix of um, sharing other people's content and being the kind of uh, filter for other good stuff that's on, that's on Facebook. Bizarrely um, enough, nearly 25% of our audience is over 50. So that whole thing of um, the oldest old movie is Facebook is... We're not finding it to be the case. It's going to be a billion people on the platform, so... Um, they all live on the North Shore. The ones that don't use it. It's really, uh, really global uh, in this space. And we're... we're um, yeah, but we, we just started like everybody else with, with zero fans and just and just kept publishing like there was tens of thousands there and that's how we've got our, we've got our growth. And a lot of it's also, we haven't done a super job on this yet and we're trying to keep adjusting it is to, um, is to make the sharing tools on the site really good so that when you, when you read a article you get that little clip by making it easier for people to hit that button at the, at the time. Um, and also, a lot of our content is what I call evergreen content because we've gone doing this celebration piece and we're not news hounds. Um, it's no problem for us to. Uh, I do two or three stories every day on Facebook, which we've published over the last two, five years. Um, it has no, no time limit, no shelf life. So, 15 great photos of Eaton Centre or 20 awesome shots from um, the Ferrari, the 50s will always uh, resonate with our audience. So, we have that ability to keep. Uh, to keep throwing that stuff out there, and also, obviously, a lot of those Facebook guys might not have seen that post before, so it's it's, it's new for them anyway. The people that have, I guess, they can just like anything on Facebook to scroll the next next piece. So that's been the key to our success. Our, our challenge is uh, getting our our engagement up on the site, and getting our comments up on the site. So. So, say, my name's Steve. I'm from You Commentate. You commentate is a, is a technology company, um, and I'll tell you a little bit about that in a second, but let me get my awkward accent out of the way first. <laughs> um, I was uh, born in the U.S. to an Aussie dad and English mum, so I spent the first part of my life in Texas, but I spent uh, 17 years in Sydney, so culturally, I feel Australian. Yeah, I, I tell you, I cheer for the Wallabies. That's, you know, that's, that's what I hang on to as an anchor, right? Yeah, that'll work. I spent the last 13 years in Singapore, so I'm splitting my time between Singapore and Australia. So I mentioned you commentate as a technology company. Um, we're based in Singapore. We built a technology that lets people broadcast audio from their mobile phone uh, with near zero latency, with a near zero delay. And so our long-term vision for our company is we want to create the next real-time information network built around audio. So the next evolution from Twitter, move beyond text to people streaming live audio updates for whatever they're doing around the world. Uh, the challenge with all these platforms is where do you start? And so we decided to focus first on sport. Okay, So as we all know, and the whole reason we're here, sport is a phenomenally successful industry worldwide. It's about $130 billion. Um, according to Price Waterhouse, about $30 billion of that is media rights. Uh, and the reason is because sport uh, in, a, in an age of time shifting of content, sport delivers an engaged audience unlike anything else on the planet. But we think that there's a problem behind the numbers. If you look at sports around the world, they're struggling to extend to new audiences. They're struggling to extend their reach. They're trapped in a certain demographic. Just look around this table and you get a sense of that. We think a big part of the problem is the commentary. So if you think about sports, it's like the last remaining monopoly 
in entertainment. You pay your you subscription. You get a standing ovation if you're not careful. <laughs> <laughs> you pay your subscription. I hope so. That'd be great. You pay your subscription to, to Fox or whoever it might be, and you buy your vision, but then you're locked into the audio commentary, and there's no choice. <laughs> so you get up halfway through. <laughs> yeah, well, actually, I mean, it's you're right. I mean, I grew up, and I think a lot of us probably grew up watching the cricket on the telly, but listening to the radio because radio commentary was better. Or I grew up listening to Roy and HG. Yeah, and you find exactly, and and the different flavor and style and tone of commentary transforms that underlying product and creates something that's fundamentally new for the consumer. So we built a platform using this mobile technology that lets any fan stream their own alternative commentary for the game. No matter if they're in the stadium or in a bar or on their couch, they can start calling the game. Streaming. Live, in real time. So the way it works, it's, it's very simple. It's a simple app. You can download it on Android or iPhone. What's it called again? You commentate. You commentate. You commentate. It's Y O U commentate. Are oh, we having refills for coffee? So the way it works is very simple. Basically, um, you download the app, you're watching the game, and you tap it, and you start calling the game automatically generates a tweet and or a Facebook update to all of your friends and followers that says, hey, I'm live, here's my link. And then people just tap the link and they can listen through the app or they can listen through your commentate site. Or we've just launched a widget that content providers can put on their website, right? So that they can start calling the game and people can visit their website whatever it might be, and listen to the commentary live from that website. Yeah. Um, in terms of the effect, I mean, obviously I've spoken about the fans. We feel like, you know, for fans, it gives them a choice of commentary to listen to while they watch the sports they love. For the clubs and the leagues, we feel this identifies and amplifies the most positive brand advocates that they have. For the sponsors, it enables them to reach a sort of a long tail, if you like, of different niche groups within the audience. And for the broadcasters, it takes this existing televised content and it creates these new products by wrapping this content around it. Now, in terms of where we are, we've just sort of launched the product. We're down to sub two second latency um, on the delay. Because I was going to, I think it's important for anyone who hasn't tried to do it. So, for example, we've tried to do. Um, Months ago on Green and Gold Rugby, we tried, or years ago, we tried to do some, our, our own alternative commentary for all the reasons you talked about. Yeah. Um, and through internet streaming with, you know, vision. And it's impossible. So, you know, you're not just a few seconds behind, you're like a minute. Correct. Behind. And, and then it changes depending on who's gone on when and the buffering and everything else. Right. And it just doesn't work. So, the technology you're talking about is actually, it's not just, a, oh, someone's put in an app what you could do anyway. It's actually, it's a, it's a technology question, right? Correct, correct. It's a tech. So my, my co-founder is uh, basically a master of computer science from Oxford Uni. So he's done all the uh, hard work behind it. Um, basically, uh, the existing services out there are things like um, Ustream, Justin TV. Uh, you can use TuneIn. Um, you know, there are different things out there, but they all have at least a 30 second delay. We've got Google Plus, Because we've done cricket, Glenn Mitchell doing it, and it works. On a Hangout? Yeah, yeah Hangout, embedded Hangout. Okay, so Hangouts are fantastic. The model behind a Hangout is that it's sort of many to many, it's like a group chat. Well, in this instance, our commentators, say Glenn, Glenn Mitchell, Jeff Glenn, yep. they were registered, but we embedded it. So that people just listen or watch. So it was, it was a, a few too many. And how's their delay? Pretty good. It wasn't too bad. Yeah, it was, it was quite good. But um, that that's your, your competition point. It is. I, I, you're right. You're right. I, I mean, we sort of think generally about our competition. Our number one are the incumbents. The biggest challenge we've got is to get people to actually turn off the usual guys on TV and and, and actually be aware that there's an alternative and gravitate well, to an alternative. Actually, to follow up from what you're saying, because I'm doing this hangout stuff, but but I actually can see it complementing because the biggest problem that we've got is um, the bandwidth 
that's required for people, so people who are still on um, traditional sort of plans um, can't cope with video um, because they don't want to. Uh, they don't want to use all of their stuff up on my show, but they'll do audio. So, uh, so maybe it's a complimentary. You know. So one of the things we did was we stripped away. Um, we're, because we're just broadcasting voice and we're concentrating on near zero latency, our data is actually very small. So a typical two-hour commentary is about six megs. Yeah. Is that right? Two hours. So that so that's where I see some. So we're interested. Markets yeah. like India, man, I'm all over you. China, anywhere in Asia, um, we are. You know, we're excited about the opportunity yeah, yeah, yeah. of actually streaming this commentary out there. It's it's it's, it's interesting from a telco perspective. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it is a problem. So that's one of the reasons we're staying away from video. That's one of the reasons we're staying away from video. And we've, like, knowing what we've done, everyone remembers get your uh, five gig of data with unlimited Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, blah, blah, blah. That's all going. That is all going. Right. right. Surely due to the, the volume of data that we're... Yeah, it's my fault. It's, yeah, it's my fault. Um, <laughs> basically, we're, we're, we're downloading at Optus. Optus's customers are downloading uh, double every six months in data. Is that right? Amazing. So the plans we're going to release coming up are all about flex. So I do want to use more, but you make it too hard for me. So, so let me pay a bit more, but don't sting me. Well, basically, we've had to write down copious amounts of revenue to bring these planes to market because we're losing too many customers. They're all going to wholesalers. Um, so it's very just People want to do it, they want to watch this content, but we sting them. Because um, we're pricks. Okay. I probably should add to that. I'm a product manager for Telstra by day. Oh, okay. So, yeah, the perception around data is quite that. I know that you guys put up your data prices recently. Yeah. So instead of going backwards, it's not getting cheaper. Data, it's going the other way. Even with NBN, it's not getting cheaper. Okay, so. And that's a, that's another great. That sounds like another great. Subject capture and come back at some stage. So keep going. Oh, you're out. You got a couple of minutes. A couple of minutes. Okay. So in terms of where we're at, we basically just launched. We've got about 50 commentators on the site. We're looking to build. Um, obviously, we want to focus on sport first, but we're excited soon about going beyond sport. So we're talking alternative commentary for things like, you know, American Idol, Dancing with the Stars, elections. Correct. So people can stream their own commentary for elections. Um, in terms of our learnings, um, we made the mistake first of talking to the clubs and the leagues, and we've now discovered that they're the most conservative people in the entire environment. Um, they don't want to rock the boat, so... Thank you. Well, that's, thank God for this forum, right? Now, um, we're now focused on things like fan sites and uh, fan clubs, giving them a voice, and also journalists, right? So journalists can actually bring traffic to their sites during the game. Um, next learning was that in terms of the sports, we... We also made us think of, of concentrating on the United States. So I spent three months in the United States over this year and basically just wasted time because there is no, first of all, there's no market for alternative commentary. The whole idea is foreign to them. They don't have a Roy and HG precedent. So for them, it's like a very strange idea. And secondly, we found Silicon Valley massively overrated as a startup environment. It's incredibly insular and we found it very risk averse. So we're now focused on the Commonwealth countries. We're interested in rugby and cricket. Um, I'm here basically looking for, you know, leads on people who might be interested in giving this a try, um, you know, putting the widget on their site and start commentating through their site. Um, and, yeah. Can I have two questions? One, yes, sir. Samsung Stadium. So 
uh, initially we're interested in sort of freemium model where you know we'll have a bunch of premium features things like archiving personalization that people might pay like a dollar 99 for a month something like that um, it will always be free to create and consume commentary through the app in the longer term we're actually more interested in the data we're collecting because we're getting a lot of great data around fans, the language they speak, who influences them when they consume sport. And so what's most intriguing is things like the market for ticketing and merchandise, particularly places like China, Vietnam, and Indonesia, which are enormous sports markets, but which are currently underserved with localized content. Yeah, we're capturing. So all the usage we're capturing behind the scenes. So we know the churn rates on uh, different commentators. You know where the you know where the listeners are located. We obviously know what language the commentator is speaking, what teams they're commentating on. So. And these fifty commentators you got on board, they're not shows, they're just. No, they're just fans. Sorry. So yeah. So. Um, most of them are sort of pretty crap, to be honest with you. We've got a, like people like Test Match Sofa. I don't know if you know them in the UK. And we've got Jed Thing from Alternative Rugby Commentary. He's used it as well. So those are sort of our highlighted commentators at the moment. So Test Match Sofa, you guys. Yes, save any. Yes, correct. So they have, and it's faster. Yeah, they're 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 they were they were covering the the you know the Australian series. Correct. You know. So they came on board after that. Yeah, right. Um, and what's interesting is that they've got an embedded player, and it runs about 15 seconds slower than than yeah. you come. Because I tried to match that up with the picture. As a nightmare. Through this, and it, yeah. it doesn't work at all. Work, no. So are you saying that you do a mirror of what they're doing, or are they commenting so on your platform and their platform? So what they're doing is they're just taking their mobile phone and sticking it in front of a, of a speaker where okay. they're commentating. Yeah. That's all they're doing. Because they've got a huge studio set up. Yeah, it's hilarious. And so, so we're just picking up their feed, running through our service. So you're getting their delay as opposed to your... Well, no, because we're getting it live from the source. And so what I'm saying is that they're processing through their player. On their site... So you listen to Test Match Sofa through you, Commentate, is faster than Test Match Sofa through testmatchsofa.com. Awesome. How are you growing your audience? We're concentrating, thank you, we're concentrating on the content creators, getting the commentators on board, and then they're the ones, because we believe fundamentally that commentators commentate because they want to be heard. Yeah. We're just creating a platform so commentators can come on board and, and attract an audience. Yeah. And the monetization is through some sort of premium features that allows you to do some extra bells and whistles. Correct. And then we'll do some from revenue creative, sharing. From a brand perspective or from a consumer perspective? Consumer perspective. So we don't want to charge the commentator. You don't want to create any disincentive for the commentator. So it's basically, you know, for example, the ability for a listener to go and listen to archive commentaries, you know, that sort of thing. No, it just, I thought it comes to my mind. The streaming is fantastic. You can get your live on the stream. If you could tag it somehow and do like dismissals or other interesting things, yes. that's all kind of And then it can be associated with events and a match, and you're getting multiple perspectives around that. Correct. But for many years, we what we've done is there's uh, two different things we've done. Audio on the ABC side. They put their wicked highlights in our scoreboard and used Bill through Vodafone a couple of years ago did video with the highlights within our scoreboard. So there's, there's a dismissal and we present it. There's a video link, video plays, and you watch, it's all contextual. So I'm just saying, if in, in that sense, there's different alternatives again, the colour. Yeah. And being able to switch through different yeah. commentaries. Absolutely. Yeah, so I, I can't let you stop um, or finish um, without. Now, you talked about the States yeah. and, and the culture there. Yeah. Um, your visit to South by Southwest. Oh, that was fantastic. Um, this yeah. year and um, and some of your learnings from that. Okay, so generally the US was a war. You know the funny story I'm thinking about? Uh, which one are you talking about? Um, I, I got lots of on the, on the stage with. Um, oh, well, okay. <laughs> So if you guys, if, if you're interested, if you're thinking about the U.S. You know, as a place to go, we got selected to launch on stage at a festival in San Francisco called Launch. So we saw it on stage in front of 6,000 people in a big competition. 
to, to pitch you commentate. And I had five minutes. So I pitched it. And um, so first of all, I got some bad advice going in. Um, one thing we know now looking back is that the organizers of these conferences have a very different set of incentives compared to us as a startup company. So they were pushing us to make it more entertaining. And it went down the track where we put in some content which was kind of kind of blue, I guess you, you, you phrase it. First of all, we had Jed from the Alternative Rugby Commentary. He did some commentary on the NFL. And it was... It was kind of, maybe a little bit sexist. Maybe. I don't think, I thought it was, I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny. Um, casual sexism. Casual sexism. Then, and then they said, no, no, now what you want to do is to demonstrate this beyond sport thing. So get like a, like something around the Academy Awards, like the Jennifer, whatever, Lawrence falling up the stairs. And get like a celebrity impersonator. So we had a Charlie Sheen impersonator. And he, anyway, so we, we did this in San Francisco and the audience, it went down like a bomb. Because <laughs> San Francisco is like the most politically correct place on the planet. And then we had a guy on stage, uh, Robert Scoble, who was a social media commentator, and he absolutely savaged us. He said, quote unquote, this is the dumbest idea I've ever heard and no one would ever want to do this. In front of 6,000 people. So I thought we fought back, and you can go on YouTube and you can watch this, um, and let me know what you think. Um, but for me, it was just you know looking back, they don't have any alternative commentary. They, they, it never occurred to them that a fan might actually want to listen to an alternative rather than these godlike creatures they've got in the commentary box. So, um, but then South by Southwest was absolutely an amazing experience. I mean, that is an incredible festival, and if you know, at some point, everyone should get there just to be exposed. I don't know if anyone's been there before, but uh, but for us, it was absolutely brilliant, so it made up for it. Right. Was that? Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Um, you mentioned commentating from the ground by your mobile device. Yes. With one eye on the lawyer at the end of the Yeah, I know. I, I, so, I, rights, I, issues, you know rights issues around broadcasters who are paying you know hundreds of millions of dollars for official rights. You know, think of the AFL game for a hundred. I mean, this is a great story. And I'm interested uh, in the legal. So they, they obviously own the rights to the audio from the ground, which will be picked up by the mobile device. Anything, anything inside the ground, yeah, you know, right? Because yeah. part of your ticketed condition. You've got the TV. Well, even if you can. Yeah, the TV in the background, that's probably an infringement of copyright. Correct. No, if you're broadcasting the audio from the TV, that's definitely infringing copyright because you're rebroadcasting. Yeah, if you're, yeah, if you're broadcasting from viewing TV... Then you're okay. Like yeah, Test Match Sofa is perfectly okay, just like you guys with the, with the score. Right. Inside the ground for us is a grey area. I, we're definitely okay if somebody's just watching TV and commentating and not rebroadcasting. Wouldn't have the network throughput anyway to get it up. The new stadium. But we've got to kind of eye. I mean, the new stadiums that they're building these yeah, days yeah. are solving that issue. We've spoken about this before. Yeah. Right? I told you that there's a company called DC4G that Marto's working for, and they are doing Wi-Fi for stadiums in Australia. I've tried to hook them up with the SCG. They reckon they reckon they can smash it. They've done it. They're gonna. Yeah. yeah. They are gonna smash. Yeah. Yeah. They, they reckon that Flemington. Yeah. Flemington said Wi-Fi for all for the Melbourne Cup Carnival. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's hundred. They didn't have to be able to send a text message. Do. So it's definitely a inside the ground. It's definitely a grey area, and so my strategy there is to work with the clubs and leagues and make them see why it's in their interest to actually get more interested in the game. If we can get female commentators, commentators in different languages, you know, there's a Vietnamese-speaking kid out there who must love the Sydney Swans, and it would be great to get that guy or girl actually commentating the Swans in Vietnamese. You pick up some niche audiences, haven't you? And just, uh, well, that's it. It's and... exactly right. There's a long tail around all of these games we want to explore. That opens up a whole range of monetization options. Correct. Targeting a, a big enough audience in those. Exactly. Big enough in those niches. Excellent. The, the deal with me is that. Uh, I've been quite frustrated for a long time, as you probably gathered earlier on, that people tell me what I want to listen to and how I want to listen to it. Um, with uh, with um, 
my experiences in uh, social media, uh, completely Facebook averse, no interest whatsoever. Um, have I think I may have one friend, uh, and it was just it was just to set it up so I could see what it looked like. Didn't like it. Asked a few questions of uh, Facebook when I was at the agency and didn't get the right answers, so I just rushed it. Um, Twitter, uh, I had nothing to sell, in my opinion, so um, I didn't do anything on there either. And then Google Plus popped up, and when I was, uh, I did a research project uh, for music when I was at the agency, and I met uh, Richard North from YouTube, mm-hmm. and you know, he, this guy had a job of music and sport. And I thought, wow, <laughs> that's not a job. <laughs> and so I, um, uh, I went back in to see him, and we talked about content. Now, years back, I did a wine show, and I owned all the digital rights. So, because for some reason, the um, the production company didn't have any interest in digital rights for stuff. So I got them all, which was great. Um, but uh, so we sort of I thought it would be wine that I would end up doing um, you know in this space he hooked me up with the Google Plus people and I have to say I was shocked I wrote one cricket article and it's interesting that Zach said that he's been having trouble I did write for Zach um, and I couldn't work out what I was getting out of it and I still haven't quite, and, and I'm not talking about financial considerations, I'm just talking about, you know, if you're only making, you know, a couple of bucks every article and I can't write all day every day, it's not a job. And so I couldn't work out what to do. I wrote one article on Google Plus without having any, any followers to speak of and it got more responses than I would get you know, if I posted anywhere else. Actual comments back, and they were lengthy comments, and they were people actually talking to me. Um, it wasn't, and it's interesting that you mentioned about the photos of a, you know, a center photo or something like that. Immediately then, we sort of went, right, well, I'm doing cricket. And I looked at the, the Indian guys, that, and I've found out a lot of stuff about that since, which is, you know, the Indian guys would put a picture of themselves up there, sort of, and you go, new photo of Yuvaraj Singh. Do I look hot? <laughs> and they'll get, yeah, 20,000 people going, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, you look so sexy. And I'm thinking, well, no, that's why I'm, I'm not interested in that. that. That's not actually giving me what I need because I know I look hot. Um, but no, but I'm not getting the right, you know, stuff. And what I've found out subsequently, because we were, we were smashed initially by Google Plus and um, they, they said that, you know, you're not getting the numbers that we require for, you know, um, uh, for the suggestions that you're making to really, you know, carry any weight. And I said, well, hang on a second. I'm good friends with Harbhajan Singh, who was one of the first ones to a million people in cricket. And I said, I'm really good friends with him, and you're saying to me that he's got a verified account, and so that must be him, and saying that's not him. He's not doing it. He is not involved in that account because otherwise he'd be getting back to me. I'm a friend of his, we're friends. Turns out that one guy does all of the Indian cricket social media, all, all of them. And the same million people are on all of them. And they're all, yes, you look sexy, Stewie, yes, you, you know. And so I made a big decision which maybe is hurting a little bit um, that I would not have much to do with this guy um, because I need... I kind of figure in terms of measurement tools, I need real numbers. Um, we've got, and I don't know whether, you know, I haven't solicited any, I, I, I've cross-pollinated now, I've got Twitter as well, but my Twitter numbers are only five, six thousand, seven, eight thousand people um, because I don't really post apart from the cross, you know, promote my show on, on, um, on the Hangouts. So we, we've done now, I think I've done more Hangouts in Australia than anybody now. We do every single day of a test match. We do one portion of one session. We did every single Champions Trophy uh, game. We did, um, well, there was something in between. Oh, IPL, I did about 15, 20 IPL hangouts. The beauty of what we're doing is that I've really now started, and I'm oscillating between communities, my G Plus Cricket Club page, um, and YouTube subscriptions. Our YouTube subscriptions have been pedestrian. 
It's mainly, though, I've discovered because of bandwidth. Um, my shows are an hour and 40, roughly, or an hour, hour and 20, um, and people can't, people can't consume them. Um, they watch them live, but they just can't consume them, and I haven't had the time to actually edit them because it's just up, it's just me, really. I've got lots of commentators um, that have cost me some money to no money, which is good, um, but the edit, the time is killing me. But we've got now, I think yesterday, as of this morning, I'm 395,000 followers in 14 weeks, 15 weeks on Google+, Plus, which... And as I said, they're not, they're not, that's as organic as I could possibly make it. I've not, I've got mates in SEO and I've got mates in content, no, and I'm going, no, I'm not, not doing any of that. In the last week, I've experimented with, and the reason I asked you about your platforms is that I have reposted some raw stuff. I've reposted some stuff off Crick Info, I've reposted some, just to see who gets the most love. Um, I can't quite work out, though, what the point of me doing that would be if it's not my content. So if I was to write for the raw and then put it up, would that be more powerful than if I was to just put something in? So I'm just experimenting with all of that stuff at the moment. Um, every The community, uh, the Google Plus communities, I initially was absolutely... I had no idea why that would be of any interest to me um, because I, ne- I need to work out how I'm going to monetize these things because it's consuming a lot of time. <laughs> um, I'm very interested in this um, simply because we bought some software in the last week or so. In the last, it cost me didn't cost me much. It cost me twelve hundred bucks that actually manages the Hangouts now. So I'm capturing all of the data off. Off YouTube, so I can, I could. That that makes a big difference. Um, which and one of the facilities there is that it can be converted to audio immediately as well, um, and I can get green screen. And the 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 goal now for me is to make our shows broadcast quality. Um, that obviously depends on connection, um, but. I believe, and this is where I sort of get, you know, people glaze over, the next round of TV rights won't be the same in any sport. Um, and this is where, you know, so I've already been approached by a couple of football clubs, AFL clubs, who are going to pull out of the next round of AFL negotiations and they're going to have their own uh, TV stations. Now, I can't see why, and I know why Cricket Australia has just signed their deal because they needed the money um, but I want to be the broadcaster for I even tried to get the Big Bash this year just as me which was kind of you know a little bit random but um, I thought I'd the, try. The, the digital rights are still uh, undecided you know. Though. Yeah I know because I'm almost there <laughs> but but the thing is that I don't have any I won't monet, there's no the monetization of that in itself is, mate, it's, who knows? I mean, uh, the, the click-throughs and the, the live views, and I mean, we were involved with um, some of the IPL stuff, and that didn't work out the way that I'd hoped. I was told that we were going to stream live on the IPL channel. Um, that didn't happen, but we still got, I think one time I had 11,000 concurrent live views on my Google Plus Hangout, which was pretty big for an Australian. Um, and it's, you know, when you look at Fox Sports Cricket Show and he gets 22,000 a week. So it's, it's, it was pretty good, you know. So I was pretty happy. Um, I, I, um, I guess what I'm interested in this group is, um, you know, and I know Gibbo sort of said, I mean, I've got 395,000 followers. We're picking up 4,000 a day. They're mainly, Coincidentally, well, it's interesting that you say U.S. Half of my viewers for half of my lifespan has been in North America, um, which is really, it shocks the living daylights out of people who are into cricket. Um, Massive Indian-Pakistani population, and that's why it's the Well, well, you know what? And this is where it gets really interesting, because when you break it even further down, 
over half of that half aren't Asian, which is really weird, like totally weird. So I took a trip to the US and I met with um, cricket people over there and I did a couple of clinics and um, so it turns out that there's the, the US junior cricketers, youth cricket has been to a thousand schools, white schools, in the last four years and have, t- have played and cricket is exploding in the working middle class. Now, exploding is for kids, okay? So adults aren't playing it, they're playing variations of cricket, you know, with kanga cricket sets and stuff like that. But so consequently, the next thing for me is I'm going to sponsor all of these uh, tournaments um, because, but, and then I might actually make some money out of peripheral business then, um, you know, but it's just an interesting, I want to really, I mean, I know engagement is sort of the catch, but I know I'm engaging um, because of the stats and it's in non-traditional cricket markets. India now... Since we started doing IPL and Champions Trophy, and I've done a deal last week, and when I say I've done a deal, it's a non-financial deal, of course, um, which is a bummer. I've done a deal with an, a radio station in India, um, and we've been running promotions, and they've been have, have putting advertising on their station before Indian matches. Haven't seen a huge difference in the number of views, but I have seen a big difference in the number of followers on our Google Plus page. And now India is going, India is outstripping everything else now. So of the four or 5,000 people every day, probably 4,000 are Indian. Um, but I'm not sure if I can give them what they want in terms of, you know, here's a sexy picture, you know, check it out. Um, I want people to actually start doing what they're doing on your page and writing. Um, and I think that the reason I like Google Plus is because you can. You know, you can write big articles with a picture. Um, it doesn't need to be, you know, you know, it's been quite interesting. The other thing that I sort of would like to do is get us to the point where we've, I've, I've arranged now, we're, we're doing our hangouts in a studio um, with as good a connection as we can. I'd like to, everybody who's on my show, I'd like to amp their connections up so that we do have a, a broadcast quality product because I think I've got my own TV station. Um, and it's a big, I'm thinking big, but um, I don't really see why uh, I shouldn't. You know, I mean, at some of the cool shows we've had, I've had a guy in London, a guy in Bangalore, a guy in Calcutta, a guy in New York, um, and me in Sydney and a guy in Melbourne. That's cool. That's cool TV, you know. Uh, and I really think, you know, so the challenges I've got, the challenges I've got are bandwidth, um, time. I, I've got so much content, I just can't do anything with it, and people can't watch it. Um, I've met with YouTube Sport. The, YouTube and Google Plus, I've got to be honest, have been very good to me because they put me on preferred lists. Um, you know, so you know, I'm not hiding. They're probably in terms of marketing dollars. They've spent a lot of money. I'd imagine getting me where I am because I, if I have a new show up, they'll put me up the front. Um, it's still extraordinary because it's let you grow. You know, the technology. If you went to build that yourself, would be I couldn't do terrible, it. Right, but the problem is all the money's been from a pre-roll. In my, in my opinion, it's yeah. I don't even know. I got no idea what that. I don't even know. So, so basically, here's the thing: banners, Lee Boys, Emrex, they're dead, right? They're, you know, it's still part of the schedule. Be automated buying, but but the money is in online display is going from those to integrate it, you know, sort of involving community or pre-roll. And pre-roll's got this double whammy because it's also getting TV dollars. Yeah. yeah. So basically, it's the perfect storm and it's the only thing in online with is limit, limited supply. You know, everything else is unlimited supply, exponential growth. Yes. But 9% of cent sold out pre-roll. Uh, you know, Fairfax sold out a pre-roll. It, it's the one space where there's still really good dollars, but Google won't let you do it, or they'll do their pre-roll. They'll do their, they'll do their own. So, which so you've got to, at some stage you're going to have to get off Google Plus to uh, open yourself at some stage if yeah. you want those pre-roll dollars. I think I think that with Google Plus, because everything goes to YouTube, right? So so I get a good percentage of my YouTube revenue. It's just I don't have enough time to edit my stuff down to 
I just don't have time. But the YouTube revenue wouldn't be. It's got. Right? It's okay. It's, it's a fraction, but the forty dollars. So we we sell pre rolls forty dollars CPMs, forty dollars per thousand pre roll. Yeah. Things. See, I don't I don't have a site yet. I don't even have a website yet. Because I've gone about it this way. Because because then the other thing is too. Of the three ninety five thousand, how many of them are real? You know, as I said, I've deliberately not gone out and I've I've dodged this Indian bloke because. I'm not sure, and but but I I know that we are being well received. I know that traditional media organisations are a little bit shaky sometimes because they're kind of going, why, you know, we got if 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 there's a, con- a controversy on, for example, like last night or when the dog ate my homework, and we we did media all over the world, and uh, that was the first time that Google and Google Plus and YouTube actually stood up and and said to us, well, hang on a second, you actually, you do have a little bit more pull than the Indians. And they're actually asking me now how I can, how the, how we can maximise activation and, inter, you know, interaction in India. Because they're looking at all these users and they're not, they're not really working for them. Because um, they're not collecting the data that they want. Um, but, you know, I don't know. I'm not really sure where I'm going to go with it, but, you know, I really like what you said with the dedicated mobile site. That's uh, I, I don't I completely agree with that because a couple of my mates like it have Dino. got Dino. They've got apps. Yeah. I mean, an app. I don't know what, what an app is. Uh, I, I think we the mobile. Site. We built it for it. We run right. it for it. Well, you All should right. have done a mobile site for it. But, <laughs> it, but for that. Yeah. Dino's half the problem because he's yeah. not, he's, he doesn't he's, do content. We, he's got a CMS for that to post thing. Eh? He does Twitter, right? So yeah, now yeah. this is being up, uploaded. It's just, just putting all his Twitter thing out. Yeah. He's active on Twitter. Yeah. Facebook, he doesn't do anything. We have to like, post shit up for him all yeah. the time. Now we've got the Twitter feed going into his Facebook page. And he, uh, he gets a lot of people following him. He's got his TV show in, this, in India on yeah. TV. Yeah. We've struggled. We had potentially some interest from an insurance company to sponsor yeah. the whole kick of your boot as it comes through. I think it's sponsorship I think sponsorship will be where yeah. my where my money will come from. You know, um, and that will actually just help me employ people to be honest. that I just need, that's, that's actually my biggest thing at the moment and I've got a producer who I'm just sort of, I'm fortunate I've got a lot of friends who I can cut in on potential, which <laughs> I feel kind of really bad about doing it. But my, my mate who's, we're getting a good price, price on studio, um, he's, a, he's a genius, so he did Mulray's show back in the, you know, he's a producer. So he can cope with all of the data, but the second I can pay, um, then I can cut up all of that stuff and the, the volume of content that we have that is pretty high quality I think a lot of it um, is is there and so um, I just don't want to get it I mean the ashes is going to be massive for us and I'm currently in negotiation with Google I need them to pay yeah, you can't make it work this year, Stuart. That's right. That's right. You got two big events. You got the UK one in a couple of weeks, Next and then you got the event in, in Australia. So, any other any other questions to Stuart? Why hour and a half? Um, because what's dictating that? No, no. Well, do you know what? It actually started off um, being because commentary hasn't changed since cricket started. Right. If you look at Richie commentating in the 1960s. It's the same format as it is now. They've added an extra commentator. They've got a couple of toys. It's the same format. It drives me nuts. I went to Channel 9 seven or eight years ago when digital TV stations were first mooted, and I said, right, it's time. Let me just sit in there. There's three of us. We're going to watch the cricket. We're going to talk about whatever we're talking about. And they don't know they can see the vision. They don't need us talking about it. Right. So that's what started. So we did we did the last session of every day of the Indian test. Mm-hmm. We're watching the TV and we just talk about stuff. So if there's a third umpire referral, we'll talk about third umpires and what you know. We'll get an umpire in. We'll talk about that. If there's um, a replay, um, you know, and and you know, there's something controversial, we'll talk about that. We'll do little um, drop-ins of um, you know. Uh, highlights packages because at the beginning YouTube told us we could use anything that was on YouTube. There's been some copyright uh, debacles in the meantime. We have no footage whatsoever. Uh, during the IPL they offered us footage and then it turns out that at the end of the IPL 
that would go to grey during my thing, so that was useless. Um, so um, Cricket Australia has offered us Cricket Australia TV's footage now, and I've said to them that I'm happy to be a PR tool for them as well. You know, if they want, you know, if they've got a story that they want out there, because it's something different for me and it's extra video, I'll run that too. But it's it's whether or not it actually adds to what I'm. If it if it you know. I'm not sure. We, we're trying very, very hard to film as much as we can as well. So I've got, you know, running around. Mato's got a, a camera. Akash has got a camera. So I've got an Indian test player, um, uh, English test player, a couple of Australian test players, West Indian test player. I've got, I've got players who are got armed with cameras now who are just going to filming whatever they can. So we're getting unique content. But once again, it's a lot of video. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. So, you know. So, so, have you locked down? A they, so, with the two-minute window, sorry. So, with the YouTube, um, having met the YouTube sport people, they said that three and a half minutes was absolute top in terms of optimised, you know, content. My average view is seven and a half minutes. Now, if I say, so, you know, you know the time spent on sporting websites, so quick info, 14 minutes, then next best, I think, is seven and a half minutes. My average views for my videos is seven and a half minutes. So if I chop down to three minutes, is that not, and I don't know the answer to this, by the way, but is that not then chopping out my greatest... <coughs> you know, yeah, I can. Yeah, yeah, you are. I can. And yeah. seven and a half minutes is, is considered long form. By that's the what way. I, I use. No, but that's, that's what okay. I'm. Mean. Long form channel. No, 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 no. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like I think that maybe my biggest stat at the moment is well, if people watch my videos for seven and a half minutes. How long do they watch yours for? If you could put in a daily, if you could get together a daily video, seven, yeah. ten, fifteen minutes, whatever. You talking. Yeah. Looking at TV and just yeah. look at the, see how bold that boy yeah. is. If you could do that each day of the Ashes, yeah. you'd sell it to me in a second. Yeah, right. You'd sell it to Quick Info, you'd sell it to any number of publishers because. Well, Quick Info wanted wants, it for free. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah I know. Okay, everyone, everyone, everyone wants good video that they can whack up at lunchtime, right? Yeah. So if you went to me, Stu, and said, I'm going to produce it every day, yeah. it's going to be X amount of minutes long, yeah. and I'm going to run it on the homepage lunchtime. Yeah. Um, mate, that, that would go gangbusters. Yeah. You would be able to commercialise that. Yeah. That's what I was going to ask you, Stu. Have you got a schedule set for the Ashes? Because I'll go sell We're doing every single day. I'll go sell to Zach, Telstra, uh, every other club. We're on every <laughs> single day. We're on every single day during the Ashes. We're going to do the first session. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we just uh, arrived at it yesterday. I'm going to do half an hour. I'm going to do half an hour before the first, half an hour before the first ball, and then, um, uh, you know, until maybe drinks. Yeah, but but lunch, you know, we Marto and I we sort of oscillate between doing the whole session or not doing the whole session because you don't want it to go flat. What I get, I've got better at now is just dumping out. If I've had enough, if it's boring, we're out. We just go. Um, but what about email? What about email? You, you can never. You have an email database. I don't really, I don't really have anything. I've got just you know. I mean, I can send emails. Yeah, yeah. I've got you know. I've just been using Google Plus and and we've been tweeting and I don't do Facebook. I don't have a website. Um, it's still. I mean, seriously, this has happened in fourteen. Months. Perfect Google client. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, but I am at the moment. Yeah. But, but 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 and 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 they have. They, the the interesting thing is the interesting thing is that, but but the good thing we well I think the reason we're a good client is because we're helping them too because they don't really know how this works. We've had huge trouble with the Hangouts because the the updates are occurring. As you know, they're in, they're occurring constantly. Probably since we've been sitting here, there's been, and that does actually impact on the connection between you and the people in the circles. So the hangouts sometimes the hangouts just don't work. That's happened to me only twice. I might add, I've managed to get people up, but it's just because we're quite adept now at sort of you know um, embed codes sort of thing that we just send emails now to everybody who's going to be on with the actual URL of the Hangout, and that's flawless. <laughs> um, you know, so, but anyway, it's good. I, I, I have to say, I really like Google. I, I'm, not, I'm not, I really like Google Plus because I think it's the perfect um, amalgam of, you know, Facebook, Twitter, um, YouTube. Um, I, I think it offers me quite great flexibility. Um, 
and it also offers me the opportunity to get proper feedback. You know, you could write an essay in return. It's not just 90, letter, 90 words, it's, you know, 90 characters. It, it's quite good. It's an amazing platform. My observation is you're building their business plan. Yes, no, 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 oh, no, I have no, I, and I actually have no problem with that because they will, they're, they're going to cop it. At some point yeah. you can depart when <laughs> yeah, you're yeah, ready. Yeah. Oh, no, but also, I might not, I don't, I don't actually, I've, I don't think I will depart. I think I will just, I don't, I, because I, I think it's a very powerful business to be involved in. You know, I'm, I don't have a, I'm very fortunate, I think, to have been given the technology to be able to offer, you know, alternative broadcast with video. I think it's pretty cool. It's, you know, I like it. And I'm not just, you know, I, I really genuinely like it, you know. You don't want to be too over reliant on that one part of our case they put it in business and decide hangouts aren't working for us or. It's a, it's a fair yeah. comment. <laughs> it's a fair comment. But at the moment... For, uh, for now, when yeah. you're in a short space of time, yeah. it's enabled you to grow it's a following that is really, really strong. Ridiculous <laughs> following and. And it's actually, you should, Damien Martin's actually changed his personality. You wouldn't believe what it's done for him. He's, he's happy. He's, you know, it's given, it's, it's actually, it's really, really cool, you know? It's, um, cause it's credible, um, alternative as well, which is nice. Uh, you know, yeah, it's good.